The term product-led growth has become a buzzword in the last few years. How do we build a product that grows from within, using its own features to acquire, activate, and retain customers instead of relying on a heavy sales-led strategy or traditional acquisition campaigns? This new norm has created a much-needed role in most startups, product marketers, who bridge the gap between product, marketing, and sales. I spoke to Tessa Petman, Global Head of Product Marketing at TransferWise, to find out what are the differences between product marketing and traditional marketing, and what qualities she's looking for when hiring product marketers for her team. She also shared with me how they approach product growth at TransferWise, one of the most impressive fintech companies in the world. They were founded in 2011 and were recently valued at $5 billion with over 8 million active customers across the world. Here are some super interesting product insights from the kitchen. Welcome to The Product Show, 20-minute interviews with founders and product makers sharing how they hacked early growth. Hi, Tessa. Welcome to the product show. Hi, nice to see you. Great to have you. Thanks for agreeing uh, to spend some time with us. No worries. Okay, so tell us a bit about your background. You are um, head of uh, global, uh, global Head of Product Marketing at TransferWise. You previously held a similar role um, at Handy. Tell us about your journey so far. Yeah, sure. Um, so, gosh, well, I've, uh, I've worked in consumer tech products for probably about 10 or 12 years now, um, all in marketing. Um, but actually, my, my very early career was, uh, was in journalism and uh, a little bit of public affairs. I worked in the European Parliament for a while and uh, as a journalist in Argentina um, before I kind of transitioned into, into marketing roles and, um, and ended up in technology, which felt like obviously the best place to be. <laughs> uh, great. Okay, so you've been in product marketing for over five years now. Can you tell us the difference between traditional marketing and product marketing? Mm-hmm. How has this field evolved over the years? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, really the secret's in the name, isn't it, really? You know, for me, the biggest difference is, uh, is how close you are to product. So, for example, at, uh, at TransferWise, all of our product marketing managers are embedded in product teams. So they plan with them. They work with them every day. They're very closely working with the PMs all of the time with designers, with UX research, with engineering. Um, and I like to think that, you know, our goal is to sort of sit in, in the Venn diagram of, of know your customer really, really well and know the product really, really well. Um, and what that means is that we're able to uh, position and message products really, really effectively to customers um, with the goal that whether it's a launch campaign or a ongoing ad- adoption or it's messaging and product, whatever it may be, the idea is that we help every single customer understand the value that TransferWise offers and enables them to adopt all of the products that fit their use case. Okay, I see. So having said that, does it mean that you don't have a traditional marketing team or do you have one? How yeah. does this work? Yeah, yeah. so, uh, so TransferWise has a, has a big performance marketing team. And, uh, and product marketing works very closely with those guys. So essentially, we'll have performance teams that will include paid social, SEO, paid search, all your traditional acquisition teams. And product marketing, at TransferWise anyway, is a bit more closely aligned to product. But we work very closely with the marketing channel owners. So when it comes to a launch campaign, we're working side by side with them to make sure that we do the best job possible on all the marketing channels that we look after. 
Product marketing is an interesting animal. I've been speaking to brilliant product leads from all sorts of backgrounds, like data scientists, UX designers, engineers, uh, business analysts. I guess the reason for that is that you require um, quite a broad spectrum of skills in order to be good at product management. You come from a communication background. You are a journalist, then you transition to marketing. Do you think this has helped you? And what do you think that your communication background brings to the table? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, in the ideal world, your perfect PMM is this, is this great balance between analytical, creative and commercial. Um, and, uh, but generally speaking, everybody tends to skew one way or the other. And, uh, and definitely being analytical and very comfortable with data is really, really important for this role. Um, and every single person on my team is, is, uh, is skilled on data analytics, is, will learn SQL if they don't have it already, can do HTML, can do various other things. To your point about you know, the strength of a, of a communication background, I think for me, the um, you know, really big part of this job is nailing customer messaging. So if you really, really care about language, then that's a huge benefit to doing that. You know, I really, I can't underestimate the power of great copy, like the difference between good and great can often come down to just really, really sharp copy and great messaging. So I do think that if you have a background or at least strength in communication and, um, and, uh, and written and verbal communication, it is definitely a benefit in those regards. Yeah, great copy sometimes could make all the difference, yeah. right? <laughs> Fortunately, we have a fantastic copy team, so we work very closely with those guys. Uh, great. Um, can you give us an example of a, a product-led marketing campaign you have done recently and some interesting mm -hmm. findings? Yeah, so um, there's actually a very, there's a very nice uh, feature launch that we've done recently, which is around uh, a money tracker. So, uh, so one of the products that TransferWise offers is a money transfer product to send any amount of money from A to B around the world. And uh, one of the things that we learned very early on is that, you know, when you're sending money, there can be a degree of anxiety about, you know, if and when it's going to get there. You know, it's a bit like sending a, a valuable parcel with DHL. You kind of want to know if this is going to the other side of the world, where it is along the way. And so we built a, a money tracker to help solve that anxiety for customers and it worked really well the customers really loved it and um, and then more recently uh, we had one of our product teams led by a fantastic PM called Undine who uh, who built a recipient money tracker so the idea being that actually the person receiving the money would get just as much value and may have the same degree of anxiety about when they would receive what they were expecting so we built this recipient money tracker that you could send via text message whatsapp email uh, for the recipient to then track where the money was and when they could expect it. And having built that, we also realized that, um, that actually that's a really great opportunity to use it as an acquisition tool. Because by that point, you've already taught this prospective customer how they can get value out of TransferWise. They've already begun to understand that they can save money, I mean, up to eight times cheaper than a bank by using TransferWise to send and receive funds around the world. And so, we, uh, so we've been running experiments using the recipient money tracker as an acquisition tool, giving recipients an opportunity to sign up for TransferWise and try it out for themselves. And, um, and it's worked brilliantly. I mean, I, I can't really go into any of the specific data points around it, but, um, but we we're thrilled to, to be able to see that you can actually build an acquisition tool out of, uh, out of a feature that's already adding value for the customer. So I think that's, that's always a nice example. 
Do you have a specific process that you follow when you introduce new features and offerings? Mm. Or is it just mainly working progress uh, yeah. all the time? How are you <laughs> and how much of user research you do when you introduce those? Because yeah, Wise is quite a mature company now, so I guess... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we do a ton of user research. I think that the, uh, to your question about how we think about product development, you know, there isn't, there isn't a silver bullet to this. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of very smart and sophisticated processes that our PMs will follow, but from a product marketing point of view, you know, it, it's pretty simple. Like we are really, really, really close to the customer. Like, um, obviously we're in a slightly different world at the moment, but ordinarily there isn't a single month where we're not running interviews or customer calls or focus groups or surveys or you know the, the goal here is that we understand our customers inside out and the value that product marketing brings then to the development roadmap is feeding that back to product teams and to pms so that they are always thinking customer first and we're always building customer first so you've done quite a lot of um, product marketing campaigns i'm interested i mean you know the signs when things are going great but what are the signals that the campaign is heading for trouble? Mm. Um, I mean, we're a hugely data-driven company. I mean, we measure almost everything. Um, and uh, like, I think there are some pretty, there are some fairly obvious signals, you know, whether your product adoption is not going as you would want it to, you know, whether that's retention or usage or churn or whatever the metrics are that you look out for. Um, I think, um, you know, a good example for us on this is, uh, is uh, we, we actually built a, a Facebook bot for Facebook Messenger, something I think in like 2017. And, uh, and we launched this, this product and it got huge media attention. I mean, which we kind of weren't really expecting, to be honest. Like we built it because we thought it would be valuable for customers. And suddenly the media went wild. I think it was the first time a money transfer fintech company had integrated with Facebook Messenger. And so it was this big story out of nowhere, um, which is you know, great, makes you feel all good and happy about life. Um, but end of day, the adoption from customers just, just wasn't there. And, and I do think the reason for that is, um, you know, bots are, are great and they solve lots of problems. But at the end of the day, when you are handling money, when you are handling your own finances, there is nothing like the human touch, you know, knowing that there is a real person at the end of the phone or on the end of an email to help you if things do go wrong or if you're not sure about something makes a big difference. And, um, and at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's a trade-off between the investment cost to maintaining a product that isn't being hugely adopted by customers versus taking that investment and, and building products that are more popular um, is, is the kind of critical question. So um, I think we, I can't remember exactly when we sunsetted that product, but eventually took the decision that um, we weren't going to continue maintaining it. What is the aha moment for TransferWise? We have <laughs> identified. Maybe, yeah, just Do you know what? I actually... I actually have the, the real life answer to this. So I was interviewing a customer, gosh, it must've been just before lockdown. I mean, yeah, so towards the beginning of this year. And, uh, and I asked him that exact question. I said, what, was there a, a single moment for you? Um, he'd signed up for our multi-currency account and our debit card. And I said, when, when, did it, when did the penny drop? When did you suddenly just go, oh my God, this thing's brilliant. And he told me that he was going on a business trip to New York and he was flying there via Dublin. And he'd put, I think, something like a thousand pounds on his uh, GBP balance with TransferWise. And he took out his debit card and went to go pay for something in duty free in euros. 
I mean, I think it was like a bottle of vodka or something. And he hands over his card and, and pays for it. And he immediately gets a push notification to his phone from TransferWise saying, you just spent 55 euros in whatever duty-free that used 48 pounds of your GBP balance. This is how much you saved. And he was blown away. He said, he, I literally laughed out loud at how good this was. It was like some kind of magic. So I think that for us is like a really nice sort of anecdote of like the literal aha moment for customers who suddenly understand the value and the power of the multi-currency account that we offer. Um, so yeah, I always like to think of that when I'm thinking about where we're trying to get our customers to. Great. Competition is fierce at the moment, right? We've got uh, products like TransferWise, but then we've got the new banks which are growing like crazy. We've got Starling, we've got Revolut, we've got all of the rest. How do you manage to kind of protect your identity and don't get lost mm-hmm. um, in all the opportunities uh, for what else you can bring and what else yeah. you can build? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think there's, there's a couple of things that are fairly easy for us. Um, one is a really, really robust commitment to transparency. And I genuinely have yet to see another company in the market be as committed to transparency as we are. So we not only hold ourselves accountable to transparency to the point where we will actually show you a breakdown of fees, of where your fees go to, what they get paid for, how much we invest in the company versus paying to bank partners. Um, but we also actively campaign for transparency across the industry. You know, the banks, it's for too long now, they have existed in this opaque world where they've hidden fees and exchange rates and uh, and not been honest and upfront with customers. Um, I do think the challenger banks are much, much better than the traditional banks. Um, but I think the, the degree of transparency that TransferWise offers sets us apart from the rest. And um, so I think that's, that's the one part. I guess... Um, more on like the product first side, I think the, um, the big benefit to the TransferWise multi-currency accounts versus challenger banks is uh, the bank details product. So with your multi-currency account, you can actually open bank details for I think over 30 countries around the world. So that means that you get UK account number and sort code, you can get a US wiring and routing number, you can get an Australian BSB number, um, Euro IBANs, and so you can actually receive money from people in those countries around the world for free without needing to open a bank account abroad. And I have yet to see another challenger bank provide that degree of power to an international banking solution or replacement. Um, So I think, yeah, those two things, one on a kind of values level and the other on a product level is where I find it actually quite straightforward to set us apart from the others. Okay, so it sounds like a great product to be doing marketing for it right (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty good we have a pretty good time yeah it's true (laughs) that's great okay so um from our previous conversation i was left with the impression that you're currently recruiting people Mm -hmm. what are you looking for um like three main characteristics of a Mm. person when you're hiring them for your team yeah good question so uh obviously there's a huge list of like required skill sets but i think um in terms of characteristics Product marketing is a hugely cross-functional role, right? So the first thing they need to to have is a really, really strong ability to collaborate. They need to be able to work comfortably with product, with senior leadership, with marketing, with design, with creatives, all sorts of different characters. So that for me is number one. Um, The second is a high degree of customer empathy, like having a strong ability to talk to customers, to not be afraid to roll up your sleeves and 
call them or have a focus group or run interviews like that's critical i can't have people on the team who just want to sit behind the scenes and do their own work um and the third thing i think is um like it's, it's quite an overused word hustle but you do need to have a bias for action and uh, and a degree of uh, you know just drive to get stuff done. It's all, not always straightforward as a product marketing manager to kind of take other teams on the journey with you. So uh, so I think that is uh, is also a really important characteristic that I look for. What do you think is the secret to sustainable product growth? Hmm. What do I think is the secret? Gosh. I mean, I think probably just never lose sight of the mission. You know, Transferwise has a really, really strong mission. We're a very mission-driven company, um, and that is money without borders. So making the ability to move money and, and convert money around the world instant, convenient, transparent, and eventually free. Um, so I think in all of the product decisions that we do, in all of the company decisions that we do, in fact, we're always thinking, like, how can we make this more transparent? How can we make this more convenient for customers? How can we make this cheaper for customers? And those values and that, um, that uh, attachment to the, to the mission really drives everything we do. How do you think that the consumer has changed in the last few years in terms of mm. money management? Because we have so many options now mm. and uh, transfer, uh, money transfers are getting uh, e easier and easier. I think consumers are a lot more savvy now. Like there are so many different fintech products in the market, particularly in the UK, like some of the other international markets that we're in around the world is, is less crowded. Um, but I talk to a lot of customers from, from markets that we're in globally and, uh, and certainly in the UK, you know, people are very savvy. They are often using different products for different things. So they often use more than one challenger bank, but for slightly different purposes. Um, and, uh, and some people are really happy to do that, to chop and change, to dance between things, to use things for different purposes. And then you get a whole nother type of customer who just wants everything streamlined in one place. And, uh, and there are definitely products out there that are attempting to do just that. And indeed, we see with our business products, for example, more and more of our bigger business customers um, starting to use TransferWise for all of their international business banking rather than just for one-off international payments. And uh, I mean, part of that is due to some product releases that we did recently around adding multi-user access. So, um, so we went from being like a great tool for small and medium-sized businesses with small teams to being something that a business of any size could actually use and save money with. So we now have big businesses who are using TransferWise for their currency accounts, for making payments overseas for staff, for payroll, for treasury, for connecting their zero accounting tools and other stuff, you know, it's actually got to a place where it's now a hugely, hugely powerful tool that saves money for businesses of all sizes, which is pretty cool. I remember a few years ago when I had to open a um, US dollars account on in HSBC. <laughs> I bet that was a nightmare. It took me a month. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, and I couldn't believe it back then. It was yeah. probably five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine that in 2020, that is not possible anymore. No yeah. one would be bothered to spend that much time and energy on yeah. something that should be so simple. Exactly. I mean, depending on your uh, level of verification, we could do that within a day. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to make any promises, but I reckon you can, it's possible you could do that in an hour, the transfer-wise. What do you think is the biggest challenge for the industry now in 2020? Gosh, um, I mean, I think that it's very crowded right now. 
So there is going to be some consolidation. Um, it'll be very interesting to watch the next few years to see what format and shape that takes place, whether there's aggressive acquisitions, whether there is consolidation in the market in a different way. Um, so I think there's going to be, certainly in the more crowded market, it's going to be a bit of a fight. <laughs> and it's going to be a fight for customer attention. It's going to be a fight that will be maybe focused on pricing, but also on like convenience and trust. You know, at the end of the day, we are asking customers to trust us with their money. So, you know, there are lots of very shiny, exciting new startup brands and challenger banks that are promising everything. Um, but will the customer trust them? Will the customer trust them to get their salary paid into them? Will the customer trust them to offer them, you know, solid interest rates, but also um, actually make sure that they're protected if things, you know, go wrong? So. I think that TransferWise has done a very, very good job of building trust with 8 million customers. And, uh, and we have not done that by, you know, firing out shiny bells and whistles at all times. We've done it by building a really, really robust product and one that customers can, can trust us to, to look after their money and their future with for the long term. Have you ever done a small UX improvement or a tweak that had a disproportionately high value on the product considering the effort it required? Did you, mm -hmm. ever, uh, did you ever have such a, a small tweak that turned into a big win? Mm. Yeah, I think a, a nice example of this for us, um, so I explained to you a little earlier um, the bank details product that exists within our multi-currency accounts. Um, that enable you to receive money from around the world for free in different currencies. And uh, we actually realized um, fairly quickly that, for, particularly for consumer users, it's quite a hard product for them to understand because it's not common language. It's, it's not something that exists in any other bank account in the world. You know, this idea that you could have multiple sets of bank details that enable you to bank in different countries is, is kind of unique and unheard of. And so um, we, we realized that customers were having a problem figuring out A, how to find these and B, where to use them. So we originally had bank details as part of your currency balances. So you would open your GBP balance and see your bank details. You'd open your Euro balance and see your Euro IBAN, et cetera. And um, so we ran a bunch of user research and, uh, and tested some prototypes around a change to that UI. And, uh, and by moving bank details into a separate section in the app under account settings, we found that discoverability changed immediately. People really suddenly understood and um, were better educated about what these were and how to use them. And as a result, the number of people using TransferWise to receive money from around the world um, has seen really high growth from a result of that. Oh my God, that's amazing. So they suddenly realized that they actually have a separate bank account for each currency just yeah. by seeing the numbers there. Exactly. Amazing. That really sounds like a small tweak. Yeah. I don't know if the product team would have called that a small tweak. They spent a lot of time on it. But. Okay, brilliant. So as a product person, what's the one metric you start your day with? Honestly, mm. there must be one that you're really obsessed with, at least yeah. in your area of expertise. At the moment, it's cross-sell. So at the moment, um, a lot of the things that the product marketing team are focused on um, is helping every single TransferWise customer understand all of the things that they could use TransferWise for that would help them save money and, and make their lives easier. Um, so, uh, you know, we have 8 million, 8 million customers around the world. Often that means people who use us for money transfer, helping them understand that they could open a multi-currency account with us people who are consumer users, helping them understand that they can use us for their business as well. So those cross-sell metrics are a big part of my team's remit. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they look at those a lot. That's great. 
Thank you so much for your time, Tessa. It's been very interesting. I wish you all the best with TransferWise and your future career. Thank you. Thanks so much. The Product Show is brought to you by Pony, a design studio helping startups and scale-ups build and optimize their digital products at speed. Check pony.studio to learn more.